So if you got your Bibles, will you open them with me, please? Um, I want to go to the book of Luke. I want to go to Luke. If you don't have your Bible, I know it'll be on the screen here, but we're on uh, um, the Version Bible app. You got your iPhones, your iPads, whatever it is you got going on here. Um, but I want to go to Luke in the sec- second chapter. Okay? And what I want to do is look at the Christmas story just a little bit different. Luke chapter 2. And I want to look at it just a little bit different. And, and I want to give you a message in the way of a challenge today. Is that okay? Amen. Three of you want to be challenged? How about the rest of you? Is that okay if I give you a message in the way of a challenge today? That's what I want to do. Because I think it's important. But I, so I want you to lean in with me, okay? Y'all ready? Y'all ready? All right. Father, we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, God, that, that you are just going to going to make this story come alive, God, that you're going to challenge our hearts, Lord, during this Christmas season. And Father, we just pray, Lord, that we have ears to hear. In Jesus' name, amen. Luke chapter 2, starting in verse 41. Verse 41 says, his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. And when they had finished the days... As they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. This is like the very first Home Alone story. Right? Yeah. I was watching that yesterday. made me think of that. Because anyway. Um, Joseph and his mother didn't know. How many of y'all got kids in here? I promise you. Here's mine right here. I can't go nowhere without them not knowing. Like, anyway. It says, listen. It says, it says, Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing, just assuming he was with them, assuming to have him been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. Jesus, what? They get back with a family and they're they're searching for him among their relatives and acquaintances and stuff. Like, where's this kid at? So when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. Now, so it was that after three days... That's a a long time. So after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who had heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And the mother looks at him, Mary looks at him and says, Son, why have you done this to us? Like she's talking to him. This is a 12-year-old kid. She says, Son, Look, your father and I have, have sought you anxiously. And, and, and he said to them, 12-year-old kid, mind you, right? Why did you seek me? What are you looking for me for? Why did you seek me? He said, did you not know that I must be about my father's business? But they did not understand the statement in which he spoke to them. 12-year-old kid, what, you, what are you looking for me for? I want to talk to you for a few moments on the subject. Don't forget about Jesus. Everybody say, don't forget about Jesus. Okay, the rest of you say it. Don't forget about Jesus. All right, come on. Come on. How many of you are happy this morning? Amen. Are you glad you're in church? I believe you are. Y'all look good today. Y'all look good this morning. Say, don't forget about Jesus. See, sometimes rather than, 
then being drawn to Christ at Christmas, we can actually be drawn further from Christ at Christmas. Amen? It's a tough time for some people, right? We can be drawn further from him because it seems in the midst of the celebration, we can lose Jesus. Amen? Y'all follow me? Listen, it seems that in the midst, Luke chapter 2, it tells us about a 12-year-old Jesus. Listen to this. He was going with his parents to celebrate Passover, amen, which was a religious festival. They were going to Jerusalem to celebrate Passover. It was a religious celebration. And technically, if you want to get really technical about it, the celebration was about Jesus because he was the Passover lamb. Amen? He's the Passover lamb. And, And listen. They lost him in the middle of a celebration about him. Amen? They lost him in the middle of a celebration about him. And I think that can happen to us if we're not deliberate about keeping Christ in Christmas. Amen? If we're not deliberate about keeping Christ in Christmas, we can lose Jesus. It's possible to lose him in the midst of the Christmas celebration. Do you know that? It's possible. Well, how can we lose him? I'm not talking about relationship. I'm talking about fellowship. Okay? I'm not talking about relationship. I'm talking about fellowship. You see, they didn't lose him in relationship. Mary was still his mother, even though she hadn't seen him in three days. She was still his mother. Joseph was still his earthly father, even though he had not had fellowship with him for three days. Right? So I'm not talking about relationship. It's possible to be in a relationship with God, to be in a relationship with Jesus, to know that I'm saved, to know that I'm going to heaven, right? But not be in fellowship with him. To not be intimate with him. To not have that, that intimate relationship with Jesus, right? We know we're saved, but, but, but to not have that intimate and powerful relationship. Amen? Are y'all following me this morning? I'm saying to you this morning that that I can't lose my relationship with Jesus Christ, but I can lose my fellowship. And if I lose my fellowship for long enough, and I'm not in fellowship with him for long enough for a certain time, guess what? I might lose my relationship with him. Amen? Because I'm not in in, in fellowship with him, and, and down the road, if you don't do something about it, you could lose your relationship with him. The Bible says in John 10, 28, look at this. And this is Jesus speaking right here. He said, I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. You see that? He says, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. If Jesus has you in his hand, no man can pluck you out. Amen? You have relationship with him, but you don't have fellowship with him. I want to make something real clear to you. For those of you guys who have eternal insecurity. For y'all who have eternal insecurity. Everybody say this. I am in the hand of Jesus. And nothing can snatch me out of that hand. Well, if you think about it. If the devil could snatch you out of the hand of Jesus, don't you think he would? You know why the devil don't snatch you out of the hand of God? Because he can't. Amen. Because he can't. How strange would it be if when we get to heaven, we would have to give the devil credit? How strange would it be? 
Well, I thank you. I thank you. Let me give the devil some praise here, Jesus, because he didn't snatch me out of God's hand. He could have, but he didn't. He passed me on by and went and snatched somebody else out. Hallelujah. Come on, man. Hallelujah. I want to announce this, that I'm saved. I'm saved and the devil and the world and nobody else can do anything about it. If the devil could snatch you out of God's hand, he would. I'm telling you right now, if the devil could pull you out of God's hand, that's your relationship with him. You're out of fellowship. Amen? We're saved. I'm sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise. The Bible says it. Amen? But it's possible to lose Jesus. It's possible to lose Jesus in fellowship. Are y'all following me this morning? Are y'all awake? Where's Laura Kay at? Did you not put enough coffee in there? They seem to be a little sleepy. Is it, is it? That woman makes the best coffee in Constantine. I'm telling you right now, if y'all didn't get none of that, you're missing out. Can I tell you something? It is very possible to lose Jesus in fellowship. You know that? Not relationship. It's possible. The people who you would least expect to lose fellowship with Jesus lost him. Mary and Joseph, his parents, the people you would least expect to lose fellowship with him, lost it. Amen? Some of God's choice saints lost fellowship with him. Noah did. Noah did. David lost it for a season in his life. Samson lost it for a season in his life. Simon Peter lost fellowship with Jesus for a season in his life. And you too can lose it. Don't deceive yourself. Don't deceive yourself. Look at 1 Corinthians 10, 12. As a matter of fact, it says this. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed, what? Lest he falls. Don't deceive yourself. It's possible for you to lose Jesus and still love him. Amen? Come on, y'all. It's possible for you to lose Jesus and still love him. I don't want to just go through these Christmas holidays and know about him and hear about him and sing songs about him. Amen. I want to go through these Christmas holidays and be in a close relationship with him. I want to be, come on, I want to be in fellowship with him during these Christmas holidays. During Christmas, I want to be in relationship with Jesus. Amen. Where do we lose Jesus? In a bar? In a club? In a den of iniquity? In the dope house? No. They lost Jesus in the midst of a religious celebration. They lost Jesus in the midst of a religious celebration. You see, Passover was about Jesus. Can I tell you Christmas is about Jesus? Amen. Christmas is about Jesus. And it's possible that in the midst of all the celebrating of Christmas, you can become distracted. And can I tell you, you can lose your fellowship with Jesus Christ in the midst of Christmas, in the midst of the celebration, in the midst of celebration of a religious ceremony. Mary and Joseph lost Jesus. Amen. It's possible. And I'm not opposed to celebrating Christmas. I love it. My wife forces me to. <laughs> I think we just talked about that. Listen, 
Halloween's over. October 31st. November the 1st, my house is decorated. I'm hanging. Thank goodness it was warm this year so I could hang the lights up and everything. But, Michael, we... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have two seasons in my house, summer and Christmas. And football season, if my Alabama people, where you at right there? I see you. If we got football season, there you go. But I love the lights. I love the decorations. I love the parties, the food, the family, the presents, the exchange of the gifts, all of that. I love all of that. But if we're not careful, Jesus begins to cramp our style in the middle of his own birthday party. If we're not careful, Jesus begins to cramp our style in the middle of his own birthday party. We let the celebration of Christmas take Christ from Christmas. You know what I'm talking about? Did this just happen in my house? No? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not so much different than y'all because we let the celebration of Christmas take Christ from Christmas, and that shouldn't be. That should not happen, amen? It shouldn't be. It's not about all that other stuff. That's just a side thing. It's all about Jesus. Amen? The rest of them are like, uh-uh, we're celebrating. <laughs> Don't lose Jesus in the midst of the celebration. It's all about Jesus. Come on. Well, how do we lose Jesus? How did they lose him? They didn't lose him by opposing him. They did not lose him by denying him. They didn't. They lost Jesus by presumption. You hear me? They lost Jesus by presumption. The Bible says that they just, look at Luke 2.44. Look at this. The Bible says that they just assumed that he was in the middle of their religious celebration. They just assumed, look at this. But supposing, uh, assuming him to have been there. Well, just assuming, like, y'all get in the car, come on. The kids are, whoa. Where's the kid? They lost him by presumption. By just assuming him to have been in the company. They just assumed that he was with them. They didn't know it. They just assumed it. I'm saying to you right now, guys, you cannot have the joy of Christmas without the worship of Jesus. You cannot have the joy of Christmas. You cannot, you can, you can have the celebration of all the lights and all the gifts and all the parties and all the, but you cannot have the joy of Christmas without the worship of Jesus. I feel sorry for people who do this and they put up all the lights and they get all the gifts and they do all this and they do all, but they don't have Jesus. They lose Jesus in the midst of the celebration. Amen. How about y'all? Amen. I feel sorry for people. You can't have the joy of Christmas. Listen, the Bible says that they went a day's journey. They went a day's journey. One step at a time. They're getting further and further and further away from Jesus. You hear me? They went a whole day's journey, one step at a time. Back then, they didn't have cars, okay? Y'all know how they traveled, right? One step at a time, they're getting further and further and further away from Jesus in the middle of a Jesus celebration. They're getting further away from him because that's what Passover was, right? With a Jesus celebration. I want you to know that no love is greater than your love for Jesus Christ. No love is greater than your love for Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that. No other focus should be greater 
than your focus on Jesus Christ, especially in the middle of a Jesus celebration. Amen? Allow no distractions this Christmas. Lord, I've come to do business with you. Lord, I'm not going to get up off my knees until I know that you're real. I'm not going to get up off my knees until I have that vital fellowship with you. Come on. Until I know that I'm in vital. How long has it been? For them, it was three days. How long has it been for you? How long has it been? It was three days, and they were out of fellowship with Jesus. For some of you, it's been three months. Some of you, it's been three years. How long has it been that you have been out of vital fellowship with Jesus? Come on. Think about that for a minute. How long has it been? How long has it been since you lost Jesus? How many more days are you going to go? How many more weeks? How many more months? How many more years? How long are you going to go without that vital ship, that vital fellowship? How do we find Jesus again if we've lost him? How do we find him again? Mary and Joseph found him right where they left him. Isn't that amazing? Mary and Joseph found him right where they left him. Jesus didn't leave them. They left Jesus. Amen? They found him right where they left him. Jesus didn't leave them. Listen, Jesus didn't leave you. You left him. How long has it been since you have been out of fellowship with Jesus? I promise you, he didn't leave you. You left him. Amen? Come on. Come back to where you left him. That's where you'll find him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They found him in the temple where they first lost him. If Jesus is not real to you and you don't feel that conscious presence of God anymore, if you don't feel that, go back to where you lost him. Amen? Go back to where you you lost him. Come back to the temple. Come back to church. Come back to meet Jesus here. How about that? Come back to an old-fashioned prayer meeting. How about you throw your hands up in the air and say, something's missing in my life. I need you, Jesus. Amen. I don't want Christ out of my Christmas. I need you right now. Amen. Something's missing. You know where you left him. You know where you turned from the Lord. You do. I know where I left him. You know where you turned away from the Lord at. And step by step, you got further away from Jesus. Right? Step by step, I promise you, you know where you left him. If you'll open your heart, he'll show you where you lost him. Amen? If you'll say like he did in Psalm 139, look at this, verse 23. It says, search me, oh God, search me. Know my heart. Try me. He says, know my thoughts. Know my heart. Where did I leave you at, God? Search me. Where are you at? Know my ways. I promise you he'll do it and show you where you left him. He will. I think it's so tragic if you let the very celebration of his birth draw you away from him. 
Amen? It's so tragic if you let the very celebration of his birth draw you away from him. So tragic. Mm. Can you make a conscious decision this Christmas? Where's my people at? Can y'all make a conscious decision this Christmas? I will not lose Christ at Christmas. Amen? I will not lose him. My family will not lose Christ at this Christmas. My children will not lose Christ at this Christmas. Amen? Come on. I know what I'm celebrating. And it's not the tree. It's not the presents. It's not the lights. It's not the, all that stuff's good. Ain't nothing wrong with that. It's not the trip, the vacation, the parties, the family. It's Jesus. Hallelujah. All that other stuff's good, and it's fun. See how I threw in trip and vacation? Just throwing that out there. I mean, whatever y'all want to do. Um, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. See, we read a lot about the Savior of lost things, and in this text, it was the lost Christ. We read a lot in the Scripture about the Savior of lost things. But in this text, he was the lost thing. Amen? He was the lost thing. It's most un, the, the most unlikely person to lose Jesus was Mary, his mother. She had a close, intimate relationship with him. As close as any human being could have with Jesus. Right? It was his mother. She had a, a, as close a relationship with any human being that could ever have with Jesus. And yet she lost him. Don't fool yourself. You can lose him among religious things. Don't fool yourself. You can lose him doing religious things. Amen? You can lose him sitting on a church seat. You can lose him sitting on a church seat. Amen? You can lose him sitting on a church seat and coming to church and doing a, a bunch of religious things and you just don't have that vital fellowship and relationship with Jesus, right? You lose him if you're not careful over what you handle. You will lose him doing religious things if you're not careful where you go, the people you hang out with, the things you let in your ears, the things you let out of your mouth. You will lose vital fellowship with him if you're not careful. Amen. The things that you, you let occupy your heart, those things you will lose vital fellowship with Jesus if you're not careful. You can lose Jesus. And we need to be careful that we don't lose him and that we don't just assume that he's here. Ah, he's here. We're good. I, yeah, ah, no, he's with us. He's with us. And further and further you get from Jesus step by step at a time, right? You just assume that he's here. You can't live off yesterday's touch. Amen? You can't live off last year's blessing. You can't live off last year's fast. I promise you, you gained last year's fast back. <laughs> Yeah, that's coming too. Y'all prepare yourself. We're getting ready for that. I did it, Dustin. I told him. He said, you make an announcement on that. Yep. Why would you think spiritually the same is not the truth? That you can't live off last year's touch. You can't live off last year's blessings. You can't live off yesterday's grace. You can't live off of last year's fast. Why would you think that spiritually it's not the same? You can lose him sitting right here in this church doing religious things. And a celebration, it's about him. All right, look, I'm going I'm to preach now. Y'all going to sit there and just stare at me? 
y'all want to sit there and just stare at me? Well, here we go. Y'all should have just amen me, and this could have been some little nicey-nice service. But y'all just want to sit there and stare at me. Well, this is what's going to happen. Y'all going to look at me funny. I'm going to preach to you. Please don't act like you can't lose Jesus if you have been coming to church 20, 30, 40 years. Like you think that, oh, no, I've been doing this. That's when you'll lose him. You know why? Because you just assume that he's with you. I've been coming to church all this time. I've been doing this. I've been doing that. I just assume that Jesus is with me. Let me tell you something. He's Because you hang around with religious people. You think he's with you because you hang around with good people? Let me tell you something. It's not about being good. It's about being saved. It's about being saved. You can hang out with all the good people you want to, and you can just assume that Jesus is with me. You can just assume that he's sitting next to you in this church. It's about being saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. That's what it is. And when you're in right relationship with him, when when you have that fellowship with him, Amen? It's not a historical figure. Christmas. It's not a historical thing. It's not something that... It's Jesus lives in me. That's what it's all about. Hallelujah? Amen. The most unlikely person in the world become the first person to lose him. Amen? Not only did she lose him, but listen, Mary and Joseph didn't even know it. Not only did they lose him, Mary and Joseph didn't even know it. Turn to somebody and say, I wonder if you even know. Okay, now the rest of you. Turn to somebody and say, I wonder if you even know. Huh? You can lose him and not know it. Amen? You can lose him and not know it because you become carnal. Because you become callous. Amen? You can lose him and not even know it. The church in Revelation 3.20. Jesus is standing on the outside. Look at this. He says, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone opens the door, he says, I'll come in to you. I'll come in and, 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 and dine with him and, and him with me. He's standing at the door and knocks. And, he, and they're, they're having church inside and they lost him and didn't even know it. They're having church inside. God, don't ever let restoration be a church where Jesus Christ is standing on the outside. Amen? Don't ever let this church be a church without Christ. I don't want him on the outside. I want him right in here. I want him right in here. Amen? Don't ever let this church be a church where Jesus has to stand out there and knock. I want him to fill this place with his presence. I can't help you if Jesus ain't here. I cannot help you if Jesus ain't here in this place. Amen. Come on. Can we welcome his presence with a shout of praise? Let's go. Come on, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We want Christ in our Christmas. We want Christ in this church. They lost him and didn't even know it. Can I tell you something? You can lose him and not know it. The church in the book of Revelation, the church of Laodicea, the, the, the Laodiceans. Yeah, I think I said that right, didn't I? The Laodiceans. The church of Laodicea. Listen, read it. Revelation 3, they were rich. They had increased with goods and they had need of nothing. But Jesus said, I'm on the outside. 
I'm knocking. Will you let me in? He's trying to get in right in the middle of their religious stuff that they had going on. Amen? Right in the middle of all their stuff that they was doing. He's standing there saying, hello. (laughs) Here I am. Samson lost him and didn't know it. And he woke up and he wished that the spirit had not departed from him when the Philistines were upon him. Amen? I'm saying to you this morning, if you're not very, very careful, you can lose the precious anointing of God. If you are not very, very careful, you can lose the precious anointing of God. Amen? Hmm. You can lose the fellowship and the presence of God. That conscience presence of God that is upon your life is worth more than anything that the world can offer you. That precious fellowship and anointing of God on your life is worth anything, worth way more than anything the world can ever offer you. Amen? We take too much for granted. See, they just assumed that he was among them. They just assumed that he was among them. You don't do that in your business. And all the business folks said, <laughs> you check your books. You check your accounts. You check your stuff. You know what you got. You don't just assume. Why would you? We take so much for granted. But when it comes to Jesus, well, well, I guess he's just here with me. I mean, I've been going to church, ain't I? Huh? Come on, y'all. You just sit there like, well, I guess he's with me. I'm, well, I'm going to church, ain't I? He's here. I'm just assuming, yeah, he's with me. We take way too much for granted. Just because you come to church, we're about to have communion. We're about to have communion. And the Bible says, before communion, to examine yourself. Amen? It says to to examine yourself before you take communion. And if a person examines themselves in the natural, right, they can find lumps and bumps and, and stuff, and it can save their life. Amen? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You can, you can, but why do you not examine yourself spiritually? If you examine yourself in the natural, it can save your life. Why do we not examine ourselves spiritually? And you don't get, if you don't get brutally honest, and you say, you know what, I haven't had a move of God in this place in so long. Amen. I ain't had a move of God in this place in so long. I haven't been broken. I haven't really been broken before God in so long. I don't even remember what it feels like. Who am I talking to this morning? I ain't felt the Lord in so long. Maybe you've lost Jesus right in the middle of your religious celebration. Amen? I ain't felt the presence and the Spirit of God in so long. How do I get it? You don't have to be an extravagant sinner to lose Him. You don't. You don't have to... You don't have to smoke weed and chew and run with women to do. Amen? To lose him. You don't have to snort cocaine and and, and smoke weed and and commit adultery. They lost him among religious people. Amen? I'm just telling you, they lost him among religious people. They lost him right in the middle of the temple. They're greeting, they're singing, they're talking, they're teaching, they're preaching, and, and, and all this. Can I tell you, the preacher can even lose Jesus. The worship team can even lose Jesus. Come on, y'all. 
I'm just telling you, if, if, if we don't carefully examine ourselves. Amen? I ain't no better than nobody else. I lose them too if I don't. See, see if there's anything in me, Lord. Search my heart, oh God. Know my thoughts and my ways. Search me. Come on. It takes this evaluation. It takes, it ta- it takes, it takes leaning in. Not only did they lose him, right? They, they, not only did they lose him, she lost him in the most unusual place. Right? She lost him among holy things. Among holy surroundings. You know, a church without Christ is mockery. A church without Christ is mockery. A preacher without the anointing is a joke. All he is is a wannabe Dr. Phil or a wannabe Oprah Winfrey. Come on, if the presence of God is not here, God, I am in desperate need of you in this place. Can I tell you, I fight this thing. I fight this thing because the bigger this gets, the more you tend to lean on your own ability. Can I tell you it was not our ability or anybody else's ability that drew one person in this place? It was the presence of Jesus in this house. It ain't nobody's ability. It ain't, it's hard. It's the presence of Jesus in this house. It's the presence that, that makes a difference. It's the presence of God that makes a difference. Amen? Don't lose Christ this Christmas. Don't lose Christ this Christmas. How long have you been without him? Mary was without him for three days. How long have you been without him? Three days? Three weeks? Three months? Three years? How long have you been without him? I'm saying to you this morning, you'll find him where you lost him. You'll find him where you lost him. Where did the prodigal son find the father? Right where he left him. Amen? Where did the prodigal son find the father? Right where he left him. Where did Mary find Jesus? Right where she left him. In the temple. And then he looked at her. When she said, what in the world? Why would you do this to us? He, she looks at him, he, and he looks at her, and he says, you know what he said? Basically, he said this. He said, he said I didn't leave you. You left me. Hey, John. Jesus, why would you do this to us? Did you know we were worried? He said, I didn't leave you. You left me, didn't I? You know I was about my father's business. That's what he said. I didn't leave you. You left me. I'm right here in the temple. I'm trying to get these crazy Pharisees straightened out. I'm sitting here working. He said, I'm 12 years old. They've studied the law their whole life, and I'm giving them answers to all the questions that they're asking. Everyone on their head, he said, I'm right here. You left me. I didn't leave you. That's what he said. Listen to this. If you've lost him, the book of Hosea chapter 14, it says, Return unto me and I will heal your backsliding. And I will love you freely. And I will love you freely for I am slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. I feel like shouting right now. Uh-huh. But I ain't going to. If I've failed him, if I have ever failed him, y'all, if I've neglected him, if I've rejected him, if I've left him, if I've tried to do life without him, can I tell you something? He ain't mad at me. He says, return to me. He says, I will heal your backsliding. If you've ever walked away from him, he says, I'm slow to anger. I'm plenteous in mercy. Come on, come back to me. If you've walked away from me, if you've neglected me, 
You can feel that feeling again. You can feel that feeling again. You can have his joy again. You can have Christ in your Christmas again and in your family again. Amen. He says, for I'm slow to anger. Now, you're starting to run me hot, but I'm slow to anger. Right? He says, but I'm slow to anger. That's why I haven't consumed you yet. You know, we treat Jesus like he's our little spiritual Santa Claus. Amen. And everything that's on our list, we just like, well, Jesus, he'll get it for me. He'll do it. We treat him like he's our little spiritual Santa Claus. And can I tell you something? You don't even get your next breath without him. Amen. You don't even get your next breath without him. You ought to approach him with a certain kind of reverence, with a certain awe. You need to come up and stop treating him like your little spiritual Santa Claus and whatever's on my list, he'll get it. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You, he's God Almighty. You better have a certain trembling about you. What do you mean you, you'll come to him when you get time? Let me tell you something. One little vessel in your head could pop, and you'll be in intensive care by the end of the day. Then you'll seek him. One little vessel in your head could pop right now, and you could be in intensive care by the end of the day. You, you, I'm, oh, I'll seek him when I get time. You might not have it. I don't want it to take that. I'm coming to him because he loves me. Coming to him because he loves me. For real. And I love what he said. He said, I'll pardon them. He said, if you'll return to me, he said, I will heal their backsliding. Because I'm slow to anger. I'll love you freely. I'm just plenteous in mercy. Come to me. I'll heal you. His grace is greater than our sin. His grace is greater than our sin. And he says, if you want me, you'll find me right where you left me. You'll find me right where you left me. So examine yourself. Examine your Christmas. Don't lose Christ in the middle of a religious celebration. Amen. Let's bring it back. Let's bring it back and worship him. Let's come and turn our hearts away from the backsliding, from the evil, from the sin. Turn back to him and don't assume anything. Don't assume anything. I know in whom I have believed and I am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed to him. Don't assume anything in your life. Don't assume that he's just going to be there. Is there anybody in this room as we prepare to take communion? Is there anybody in this room? Does anybody in this room want Jesus to be in the center of your Christmas? Is there anybody in this room that wants Jesus to be in the center of your Christmas. That's better. That's better. It's a little shocked. I'm up here sweating, working my tail off, and like four of you raise your hand the first time. Is there anybody in this room that wants Jesus to be in the center of your Christmas? Amen. Amen. How many of you mothers get burdened as you're doing all the stuff? How many of you mothers take this burden that amidst all the stuff and all the things you're doing that you want your kids to know Christ more than anything? Amen? wonder how many people in this room need to return to him and let him heal you. Have you lost Christ this Christmas? How long are you going to continue? That's the question. How long are you going to go? It can stop. Your newfound fellowship and relationship can begin again right now. He's plenteous in mercy. He's slow to anger. He says, return to me.
I've got grace. He said, I've got forgiveness. Return to me. Running. Backslidden. Can you stand to your feet all across this room? Stand to your feet all across this room. With everybody being still, nobody moving around. Everybody being still. I really feel like this is the right message for the people this morning who are running from God. Maybe you've been running. Maybe you've backslidden. Maybe you feel like Christ is not in the center of your Christmas, of, of your life, not in the center of your family. Maybe you feel like the fellowship is gone. This has just become a cold ritual to you now. Maybe you just go to church because it's just some ritual that you go through because that's what you're supposed to do and you just assume that he's here. And while I've been preaching, something's been stirring in your heart. Something's been moving in your heart. And he says, return to me. He said, come to me. It's okay. It's okay. If Mary and Joseph, the mother and the earthly father of Jesus could lose him for a season, if David could lose him for a season, if Samson could lose him for a season, if Noah could lose him, why would you think that you couldn't? He's here. He's waiting for you. Is there room in your heart this Christmas for Jesus? Is there room in your heart this Christmas for Jesus? Return to him. He loves you. And I want to read this in Joel 2.12 because somebody's about to make the greatest decision. Turn to me with all your heart. Turn to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with all your heart, with mourning. In Psalms 103 and verse 8, because the Lord is merciful and gracious. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because the Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding so with your head bowed your eyes closed across this room and if you would say Pastor Jamie I'd love to return to Christ this Christmas I feel out of fellowship I feel so far off maybe you've never even invited Jesus into your heart this is your service this is your service no man comes to the Father. The Bible says except for the Spirit drawing him and the Spirit is drawing you back to Christ this Christmas. Hallelujah. Come on. I want you to raise your hands all across this room. If that's you, if that's you, we see those hands. Keep them up. Keep them up high. Keep them up high. If you feel like you have lost Christ this Christmas, maybe you feel afar off. Maybe you haven't had a touch from God in a long time. Just hold your hands up right now. Come on, somebody who's been kind of holding back. I know you're in there. I, I know you are here and you've been holding back a little bit. Raise your hands up high. We see them. God sees them. We're going to pray and Jesus is going to hear your cry. This is what he came for. He loves you. He loves you. Everybody pray this prayer with me and say, Lord Jesus, I can't have Christmas without Christ. So I'm returning to you. I repent of my sins. I come back to you with all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul, all of my strength. I give you my life in Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, we 